How's everybody? Amen. It's it's great to be in the house of God. All right. Who's enjoying Transform? Come on. Those who are now lifting your hands up, come on. <laughs> okay. We've been looking um, during the, the 50 days of transformation first at our spiritual health. Okay. What's the second one? Our physical health, mental health, and then today we're going to look at our Emotional health, emotional health. You know, <laughs> I don't know how I got this, but anyway, you know, if somebody thinks something up, I say, hey, get over it. <laughs> so I don't know if that's being um, good or bad, <laughs> but anyway, it's good. So to, this week we'll be looking at emotional health. This is how to deal with how you feel, okay? Last week we talked about how to manage our mind your thoughts. So this week we'll look at what the Bible says about how to manage your emotions, all right? How to deal with how you feel. Oh, is that speaking to some people? It spoke to me. <laughs> okay, let's look at um, Mark. We'll start with Mark chapter 20, uh, 12, verse 29 and 30. It says, the most important commandment is this, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength. Sorry, guys. The ashes are coming around and there's some sheets to, to hand out. And you can follow through. If you don't have a pen, just raise your hand up and they'll give you some pens too. All right. So it says again, the most important commandment is this. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind and all your strength. So in this passage, you can hear, you know, hear the emotion that God's, you know, that Jesus is, um, is saying, the words of Jesus. Jesus is saying, I don't want, you know, just for you to love me. You know, I don't want you just to know me. Jesus is saying, I don't want you just to kind of love me or just kind of, you know, love God. But he's saying, yeah, I want you to love God passionately, yeah? Love God passionately with what? With all your heart. What's the next one? With all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength, you know? That's, that's emotional. Yeah, we must love God emotionally. You know, God wants an emotional relationship with you. He doesn't want a head knowledge. Saying, yeah, I know Jesus. But you know, there's more to that. We can say, oh, this and this, this and this. But I want an emotional, passion, passionate relationship that is full of feelings. So we're going to look at understanding my emotions. The first thing is, God has emotions. Okay, maybe of us don't realize it, but God do have emotions. God has feelings. God is an emotional God. God feels joy. He feels grief. He feels pain. He feels hatred towards sin. He has frustration over people. It's the same thing with us. So God has emotions. The only reason you have emotion is because you're created in the image of God. Yeah. We have been created in the image of God. If God wasn't an emotional God, 
you and I wouldn't have an emotional, yeah? Wouldn't be emotional or we wouldn't have any emotions. So let's take an example. If you love somebody, yeah? My husband will say, I love you so much. (laughs) Same thing with God. I love you so much. He's showing his emotions. That's how much he loved you. And then we just celebrated when we had the um, communion, how God loved us so much. He was an emotional God. He loved us. So if he's that, what about us? (laughs) Who think they don't have emotions? Oh. Oh, yeah, I've seen some hands up there. Thanks for being honest. (laughs) Like I said at the beginning, sometimes I feel like I don't have emotions. I just say, hey, get over it. (laughs) Okay, but God has emotions. The second one is my ability to feel is a gift from God. Yeah, your emotions are a gift from God. It might not seem that way, but even the negative ones, you know, it plays a role in your life. Negative thoughts that comes into your life, it takes over you. Some of those negative things are really bad that it will consume you. It will direct you. It will lead you astray. Emotions are great as it. They're the one thing that makes us human. Otherwise, we will be like a <laughs> robot. All right? Robots don't have emotions. You touch them. They don't feel anything. They just see your movements. So we're not like that. We're being created by God in his image. And the emotions that he has given us, it's he's been through it. Yeah? So one of the most verses that we're going to look today, um, the other verses that we'll look, is Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. He says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Okay? That's why we were created. We were created in God's image. So... The reason we have emotion is because God gave them to us. You were made in his image. Then we'll look at two things, two extreme things to avoid. Okay? There are two extremes to avoid that we need to avoid in dealing with emotions. One is called emotionalism. Your words, English words. (laughs) Okay? These people, they say, all that matters is how I feel. Who feels like that sometimes? Oh, it's good. It's good. No, it's good being honest. Okay? So emotionalism is the extreme of saying the only thing that matters in life is how I feel. It doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what others think. It doesn't matter if it's wrong. If It doesn't matter if it's right. If it's not popular, unpopular, I don't care. This is just how I feel. Yeah? They control my life. Those things that, you know, people like this, they say it controls my life. They dominate my life. They run my life. I'm a very emotional person. Why? Because they're allowing nothing matters except how I feel. The second one is, I'm going to speak stoicism. Stoicism. Okay. Okay. Stoicism. Feelings aren't important at all. These people say these, you know, feelings are not important at all. They are not important. 
But it's interesting, you know, some, some people, they say, they, they build their, you know, what they said on these two, <laughs> these two approaches to emotions. Maybe we know some of them. Maybe some of us is like this. But some people, they say, it doesn't really matter what I feel. It doesn't really matter if they're important or not. The main thing is, I'll just stick to the word of God. That's all it matters. Okay, we have people like that. They downplay emotions. They say, you know, this is what I feel. That's all it matters. Don't tell me what you, you, you think. This is what I know. You know, sometimes we have gut feelings, yeah? We say, oh, no, I think this is right. I have to do this. Or this is right. I'm going to go and, you know, I'm going to go there. But then when you're there, it's wrong. You know, why? Because you've been dictated by your emotion of that gut feeling that you had, yeah? Even when we, um, sorry, when we, um, when we look at these kinds of people, some of us can relate to it. It says here, God gave your emotions for a reason. God wants you to worship him emotionally. He wants you to feel it. In fact, God complains in the scripture many times. You're just, you know, we're just worshiping him. Him with our lips, but not with our hearts. Yeah? Sometimes we feel like that. Even sometimes when we come to church, you feel like, I did have that, you know, um, share by experience. You know, sometimes when I come to church, you say, ah, I'm not feeling, you know, not feeling the spirit. <laughs> you're not feeling something. Why? Because you're letting your emotion, you're letting your feeling taking over you instead of letting the spirit of God take over you. Even in our worship. Yeah. So if you're here just because you, you want to be here, the, the music is good. Yes, the music is good. The song is good. But you have to let God, you know, come out of you. Remember the word of, of Jesus when he said, I don't care what comes in, you know. It's not what's going in that is unclean, unclean but what is coming out that is unclean. So our worship is in our heart. It's between you and God. It's not between you, how you feel. Now, sometimes we wake up in the morning. Oh, I feel like not going to work or not going to school today. Why? Because you're letting your feelings take over you. But then you have to realize, why am I not feeling this way? Why am I not feeling, you know, I I want to go to work or I want to come to church? But to tell you, when you go to those places, when you make the effort to get there, your, you, you know, your whole body changes, your, your, whole, your whole environment changes, things change. So it depends on our, on our feeling. We let our feelings take over us, yeah? The next thing is, God gave us the book of Psalms to understand our emotions, who loves the book of Psalms? I do. Because in the book of Psalms, it tells us every bit of feelings that we, that we can talk about. Yeah, it's got love, it's got hatred, it's got sin, it's got moaning, it's got growling, it's got um, sinning, it's got, um, you know, every passages that will help you in your comfort or when you're down. Everything is in Psalms. So the Bible tells us that God gave us this book to understand our emotions. Kings, David, he was a king, but he showed, you know, his emotion to God. He wasn't shy. 
He better before God and he said, Lord, I, I need this. These people are following me. I hate them, you know. He, he bores it out to God. So if you have a hard time with some emotions in your life, you need to spend a lot of time in the book of Psalms. It encourages us to go in the book of Psalms. Psalms has every emotion known to man in it. The good ones, the bad ones, positive, <laughs> negative. It's all in there. So it's the key to a peace of mind, the key to success, and to a lot of other things. So let's look at God's word. Why I need to manage my emotions. So why I need to to manage my emotions, because my feelings are often unreliable. (laughs) Let's read that. My feelings, because my feelings are often unreliable. They can lead you in the wrong direction. So how many talk, you know, in your own life, like I said before, you know, we have gut feelings, yeah? Saying, this is right, I'm going to do this. But when you go there, it's not. So your gut feeling is often wrong. Your emotions are often led, um, often lead you down to a blind alley. You can't depend on everything you feel. Okay, even last week when Pastor Jamie said, you can't depend on everything you think. So today is encouraging us that you can't um, rely on everything that you feel. If you have to believe everything you think and you don't have to accept everything you feel because not everything you feel is right. Not everything you feel is authentic. Not everything you feel is reality. Some of the things you feel about yourself are wrong. Some of the things you feel about other people are wrong. You know, you say, I'm sure this is right direction, but it's not. So you need to manage your emotions. Yeah. We need to manage our emotions. Proverbs chapter 12, 14 verse 12, it says, There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but at the end it leads to death. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but at the end it leads to to death. So not everything we feel is, is right. So your emotions are infallible. Just because you feel it, it doesn't mean it's true. It doesn't make it true. Our feelings are often wrong and they often guide us and give us wrong direction. Yeah, who can relate to that? I have experienced those. Second thing is why I need to learn to deal with what I feel is because I don't want to be manipulated. I don't want to be manipulated. Yeah? So if you don't control your emotions, they will control you. And you will be manipulated by your moods. So if you're always guided by your feelings rather than what's right, if you're guided by your commitments, by the truth, if you're always guided by feelings, other people are also going to take advantage of you. Okay? Because they'll look at you, oh, look at that person, it's easy target. Because you're showing it, yeah? They know that you just feel everything, you're just going to cry, you're just going to, you know. But if you're going to be strong, you're strong because of the word of God that is in, alive in you. 
So you don't let manipulation people come in. But that's up to you. Okay? We, we, we can't let manipulation come and take over, over us. When we look at sales people, yeah? Or when we look at the ads, you know, they have a way. They have tricky ways of um, getting to you, yeah? Sometimes <laughs> they will try and work hard and, you know, and, and get into that you know, emotion of yours and for you to say, yes, I want to buy this. I want to buy that. Or you look at something on TV. Oh, it looks good. You know, it shows every benefit like just for one day. But then after that, I'm sorry to say, they don't work. Or like you, you get um, good things, expensive things, but then a cheaper stuff will be, you know, it will work a long way for you. But you know how advertisers and how people, you know, work to you so you can, you can get the bait. <laughs> Easy target. But you need to be strong. You have to be self-controlled, yeah? You don't want to be manipulated by them. Because sometimes if you get it, you say, why did I buy that? I don't even need it. Why did I get that? I don't even need it. Why? Because you let your, your feelings take over and get the stuff. Because you just want it for the time. So if you make decisions like that, you will buy it, you know? You're buying it because you're based on your emotion. It's called impulsive buying. So let, let's look at Proverbs. Proverbs, oh yeah. Sorry, guys. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. It says, like an open city with no defense is the man with no check on his feelings. Yeah? Like an open city with no defense in the man with, is a man with no check on his feelings. You have no check on your feelings. You have no control. <laughs> You're not managing your feelings. You have no governor on your feelings. So it says here, you're like a city, no defense. If we look at the new translation, uh, the new living translation um, version, it says, not a person without self-control. Okay, listen to this. A person without self-control is a defenseless as a city with broken down walls. So we must have self-control of our emotions. Yeah? Otherwise, you'll be an easy target. You know what? You're not only an easy target for, for other people, but you're also an easy target for the devil. He will come. He will look at you. He works. That's his best tool is to work through your emotions, your, your feelings, you know? He will manipulate you. He gives us negative emotions. It's his favorite tool. He will use fear. He will use jealousy. He will use envy. He will use bitterness. He will use worry. He will use anxiety. He will use shame to beat you up. He gives us negative emotions. So if you don't know how to manage your emotions, you are helpless against Satan, I'm sorry to say. But we don't want that. You don't want to be manipulated by him or by other people. That's why we need to learn the skills, yeah? We need to learn the skills. First Peter 5, verse 8, it says, 
Be self-controlled. Be alert. Your enemy, the devil, plans around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The devil is just walking around looking for the easy catch. So if you're not self-controlled, you are not steady in the word of God. You're not steady your spirit. You're giving your, your feelings to take over you. Satan will just come up. I have my lunch because I have my person that I needed. But we can't give in. Okay? We can't give in. So we need to manage our emotions. Third thing. Why I need to manage my emotions is because I want to please God. I want to please God. I want to know just that my feelings are unreliable and I don't want to be manipulated by other people or by my old nature or by the devil, but I also want to please God. And God cannot be God in my life if emotions are my God in my life. So God can't rule my life if if your emotions will take over your life. Jesus can't be the Lord of your life if your emotions are Lord of your life. If I make all my decisions simply based on how I feel, then I've made my feelings God. And then God can't be God. So we can't let our emotions take over, our feelings take over, because that's an idol. Yeah? But if we let God take over our life, then he's the one that you're worshiping. He's the one that you're saying, yes, Lord, take over my life. Because we asked him to to stay in our life. Romans chapter 8, verses 6 to 8. It says, to be controlled by human nature results in death. To be controlled by the spirit results in life and peace. Those who obey their human nature cannot please God. Okay? Those who obey their human nature cannot please God. Remember, our God is a jealous God. He doesn't want you to, to you know, to let your, your, um, your human nature take over yourself because you are not his. All right? Remember in the, in the past, some um, transformed videos, if you're in a home group, you are not your own. You are God's. Okay? This body has just been loaned to you. <laughs> loaned to you for his kingdom. Okay? So, those who obey their human nature cannot please God. Alright? Pure simple. So, the fourth reason why I must manage my emotion is because I want to succeed in life. I want to succeed in life. Who wants to succeed in life? I believe all of us wants to succeed in life. This is the number one predictor of success or failure in your life. So do we know how to manage our moods? Do we know how to deal with how you feel? Do you know how to control your emotions? If you don't, (laughs) if you don't know how to learn, if you don't know what to do, you know, Look to God. Allow him. Allow him to come and take over. Your feelings, your emotions, say, Lord, I can't deal with this. You know, our song today, it says, God of the breakthrough, no weapon formed against me 
forever shall remain. Why? Because we're letting God come in our life. So if you want to succeed in life, we need to manage our emotions. The Bible says, Proverbs chapter 5, verse 23. People get lost and die because of their foolishness and lack of self-control. Yeah? People get lost and die because their foolishness of their lack and their lack of self-control. That's up to us. That's up to you. So if you want to die, you just let your emotions, your feelings take over you. But if you want to live and succeed in life, the word of God is saying, look to me. So, you know, there are people that we know. There are people that I've known that they have lost their, you know, their titles, their reputation because of silly things. They take their, you know, they let their feelings take over them. Then they fail. Some of them kill themselves. Why? Because they don't have hope. But our word is saying, when you give your heart to Jesus, that includes your emotions. So when you say, I gave my heart to Jesus, you gave your emotions to him to be managed by him. Because the heart is the seat of your emotions. Jesus wants to be Lord. Okay, He wants to be Lord of your life. Of how you feel, not just what you think and what you do. He wants to be the Lord of your emotions. Yeah, so let him. I encourage you, let him. First Peter chapter 4, verse 2. It says, from now on, you must live the rest of your earthly lives, the rest of your earthly lives controlled by God's will and not by human desires. Okay? Not by human desires, but let, let God control your life. So what are my human desires? <laughs> it's your emotions. Your human desires is your emotions. It's your affections, the way you feel. He says the rest of your life, now that you're a believer, your life is to be controlled by God's will, not by how you feel. Yeah. Sometimes we hear it every day, but we don't put it into practice. <laughs> It's hard to put into practice sometimes. But this is what the Bible is saying to us. So how to manage an unwanted feeling? How to manage an unwanted feeling? First, you have to name it. Okay? You have to name it. The first thing into, in dealing with an emotion is to name it. You must name it. So what does that mean? I've got to identify it. I've got to be specific. I've got to pinpoint exactly what it is. Because you can't manage a, you know, a vague feeling. You can't. You can only change and control, manage something that you have identified. And if you don't know what the problem is in your life, then you certainly can't work on it. Yeah? If you don't know what the problem, you can't fix it. So how can you deal with that? You have to go back and find what's the source. Why am I feeling like this? Why can't I fix it? What happened? Let's take a, you know, when you service your car, yeah? When it comes out of a, of a car manufacturer, it's, it's all good. Everything's good. 
then you take it for a service, you take it for a service. Maybe on the third time you take it for a service, something goes wrong. Then remember they have all books that they record everything that they do. Maybe you can go back to there and check, okay, this is what you've done, this is what you've done. Then that's your check. You identified what's the problem. But if you can't identify the problem, then you can't fix it. It's the same with our spiritual walk with God. If you're saying, I'm feeling tired this morning, I can't go there. Why are you feeling tired? Find the source. Oh, because I went to bed late this morning. That's the source. Feeling tired because you went to bed late. I can't go to church. Because my brother is over there. (laughs) I don't want to go to church because he's there. Why don't you want to meet your brother at church? Look for the source. Why? Ah, yeah. He said to me, he said something to me that hurt me. But I didn't forgive him. So that's what's holding you back. You don't want to be be here at church because of that. You found the source. So you have to find the source of how you're feeling. And, you know, for us Christians, it should be an um, everyday practice for us. Yeah? If you find something wrong, even like in our communions, I've heard a lot, you know, so many times when they say, examine yourself, you know, before you come to the table of God. You know, if there's something right, you are here. You, you feel it. Yeah? But if there's something wrong, you will know that there is something wrong. So who's going to fix it? Not your pastor will fix it. Not your brother or your sister. You have to fix it yourself. Yeah? So it has to come within. Psalms 55 verse 2. It says, my thoughts are restless and I am confused. Yeah, this is David. He's saying, my thoughts are restless and I am confused. No, there's nothing to be ashamed especially if we're children of God, because we have a father that is so loving. David knew his father. He had to go to him. I am restless, God. I am confused, even when you're confused. But David said, you are my helper. Remember in the first, um, in the first session of, um, of spiritual health, yeah? We have our premise, we have our promises, Okay. These are the other things. David knew that only God can give him the strength. So let us be like him. Be open. You know, be open to God. So we'll ask a couple of questions. The first question is, what am I feeling? What am I really feeling? What am I really feeling? What I mean by that is you need to scratch beneath the surface because what you think you're feeling is often not the real feeling. Sometimes you think I'm feeling a little down today. I'm feeling a little discouraged. I'm feeling, um, you know, a little depressed. You think the problem is depression. No, that's not the problem. You need to ask yourself, what's making me depressed? (laughs) You need to dig a little bit deeper, yeah? Examine your motives. Examine what you have done. So a lot of times that we think that, um, you know, this is how I'm feeling, but really we're, we don't have answers to what we're feeling. Pastor Rick Warren, he said, sometimes he asks his wife, I'm feeling something, but I don't know what it is. 
But he, he feels something, you know. But he doesn't know what it is. But there are things that, you know, that you will know. So t- sometimes we just have to let God work in our lives. The second thing is we need to challenge. The Bible tells us to challenge what you're feeling. You don't just automatically accept what you're feeling. You don't automatically assume that this is right, this is um, accurate. No. You don't, you don't assume that this is the truth. <laughs> but you need to challenge it. I think, are these things really as bad as I feel they are? Maybe not. Are these feelings really good as they feel they are? Maybe not. So you need to challenge yourself. What are the things that that needs to be done? Okay? If you don't challenge yourself, I tell you, you won't move on. You will be stuck. Because you're not allowing the Spirit of God to work in you and change you and transform you so you can move ahead. So challenge yourself. If there are opportunities that are coming but you don't have the experience for it, hey, put your hand up. Go, do it. Say, I'll take over. God works in mysterious ways. Amen. <laughs> Psalms 22, 26 verse 2. It says, Lord, cross-examine me. Test my motives and my affection. Now this is David speaking. We know David, he had a pretty tough life. There were some things that he wanted to do that wasn't um, according to what God wanted him to do. But he said, Lord, examine me. Examine me, test my motives and my affection. So what are your affections? They're your emotions. Test my motives and my feelings that I, I feel, my affections, my emotions, what I feel. What are they? So you ask God to help you. Evaluate. Sometimes you just need a friend. You need a friend to challenge you. It's good we have our home groups, right? But you need a spiritual friend, one person that can help you. If we look at Job, he had a friend. We know the story of Job, what he did, uh, what God did to his family, what, you know, all he, everything that he had, he, he was gone. But he had a friend that stood up to him, not his wife. His wife said, curse God. <laughs> That was a bad, a bad thought. But he had a friend that, you know, that challenged, that challenged um, Job. He said, why has your heart carried you away and why do your eyes flash? So we need somebody to, to you need somebody that can speak into your life. You need somebody that can cross-check you. Yeah. Sometimes I look at my husband and I do trust him, but, you know, some things that he gives you, it's not what you want to hear. So <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Our, our, our spouses are good, okay? But look for another person, no, a spiritual person that can really test you, that you won't get offended, but it will help you. It, it will help you grow. If you don't have one yet, I encourage us to find one person, you know, because you're, you're, you're account- they were accountable for you and you are accountable for them. 
what you think, what you say, only them knows. So let's find a friend. Praise God. So let's ask these three questions. What's the real reason I'm feeling like this? That goes back to where we were talking earlier. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's worry. Maybe it's something that your parents said that, you know, it's still stuck to you that you don't want to move on. Okay, maybe, you know, it's something that some person um, said to you and you're still holding on to it. Ask this question. What, what, why am I feeling? What's the real reason I'm feeling like this? Is it true? Is what they said is true? No. Maybe not. Maybe it is. Is what I'm feeling helping me or hurting me? Sometimes this is the best thing to do is to, for changing our emotion, is to, to read through these questions. Why am I feeling like this? <laughs> Allow, allow truth to come into your life. Whether it will hurt, but it will help. And it will help you move forward. It will help you grow. Sometimes I feel, you know, I want to punch somebody's head or, <laughs> you know, if they do the wrong thing because you've been constantly telling them, do this, do this, don't do this, don't do that. Yeah? <laughs> oh, but, you know, we have the grace of God to, to we need to challenge ourselves, yeah, to self-control, yeah, self-control. <laughs> okay, the third thing is, we've got to do is we have to change it. We have to change the way we think. We've got to make the change in the emotion that you want to make when you have that unwanted emotions, yeah? Last week we talked about managing your mind. So now we're talking about managing our hearts. If you want to succeed in life, you must learn how to master your moods. When you have a mood, when you have emotion that isn't getting you where you want to get, you've got two options, whether you have to change it or you have to channel it. Sometimes we just need to change what you're feeling. Be positive in life. Negative things will get you nowhere. But be positive. Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 it says, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. That's our attitude supposed to be. It should be our attitude because now we know Jesus. We, now we claim that he is our Lord and Savior. This is our attitude. It's a be, it should be the same as Jesus Christ, yeah? Your emotions, that's including your emotions. What you're feeling should be the same as that of Jesus. So ask yourself, if you're in this situation, Ask yourself, how would Jesus deal with this? Yeah. If your brother is hating you, or your children are not listening to you, 
How would Jesus deal with that? It's hard. But thank God he gives us the strength to do it, yeah? So everything we do, it must be how Jesus did it. So the bottom line of this is we need to dismiss any feelings that doesn't make us be more like Jesus. Your attitude should be the same as his. So I'm feeling, so if I'm feeling an emotion and I've identified it, would Jesus have this emotion? Hmm? Sometimes no. Then that's not the way. If your, if your spouse is saying, do this and you don't want to, ooh. <laughs> we have to examine what is right, yeah? So we can move on. So we can be, you know, be free to do the things of God. So you need to change it. What about those ones that need changing? (laughs) We might be saying, yeah, I need to change. I need to change. But what about those people that need, they need to change. Whoops. How do you change their, you know, their emotion? Even the same with us. You, you, You might say, oh, I worry too much. I'm a warrior. You know, I'm lazy. We put negative thoughts in our, in our own self that you can't do things. You know, some people say, oh, I criticize so much. <laughs> I judge people. Hmm? I'm lazy. All these emotions, fear, I'm a fearful person, anger. I'm a naturally angry person. I lose my temper. I blow up. Oh, goodness. You know, there's different kinds. <laughs> but... It's a problem that we need to manage ourselves. Okay? Nobody can do it for you. And for us, we don't have to look at other people's emotions or their feelings. It's between them and God. But for us, we have to pray and ask God, you know, to help them. The Bible says in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6, you will not succeed by your own strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty, powerful. Hmm? Lord, all powerful. You will not succeed by your own strength or power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. So if you're going to fight your emotions, your feelings by yourself, by your willpower, sorry, brother and sister, you won't succeed. But it's only through the Spirit of God that you can conquer all your emotions and fears. Only through our Lord Jesus Christ. You don't change an emotion by willpower. So how does that happen? How do you let the Holy Spirit, um, how do we, um, you know, change it? We have to allow the Holy Spirit to come into our lives, to take over, to take control. Okay? It's encouraging us that we every day we need to ask God to fill us with his Holy Spirit. When you wake up in the morning, Holy Spirit, fill me. Now, Pastor Rick Warren, he said that every day he leaves his Bible open. Then when he wakes up, his Bible is already open. But not when it's closed because he won't see anything. <laughs> and that's a good encouragement. Yes, sometimes we have our phones next to us. What's the first thing we look? 
Sometimes you'll just see your notifications, but you know, it's encouraging us. Look at the word of God first. What is your verse for the day? Because it lifts you up. It, you know, it, it changes your mood. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 to 23, it says, When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce this kind of fruit in us. Okay. That's when the Holy Spirit controls our lives. So what, what do we have? We have the nine fruits. Nine fruits of the Spirit. That is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All these things. They've been given, given to us as a gift. Okay, As a gift to help us grow. To help us identify what is wrong, what is right. To help us do good. You know, and be like God and be like Jesus because that's who he is. When the Holy Spirit controls our lives, he will produce all these kinds of fruit. Let's look at the first three. Love, joy, peace. <laughs> oh, yes, I need a lot of that every day. Because you will come across a lot of people that have different feelings and emotions. So how do you deal with it? Love, joy, and peace. Take the whole lot. But this is how I experience my own self, what I see. You know, the word of God says, the more where the love of God is, there's more trouble. There. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's how we, we control ourselves. Yeah. The other thing that we need to do is ask God to fill our life. God, help me manage my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I can hear amen to that. <laughs> Every day, so, ask God to help me manage my mouth. That's what comes out of our mouth. The word of God is for what? It's to equip us, you know. It's to sharpen us. But remember, it comes from our mouth. It comes from within. So what you say, it will be either a good thing to a person or a bad thing to, to another person. So we need to, you know, ask God, manage my mouth. Bible says, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3, self-control means controlling the tongue. Ooh. Controlling the tongue. <laughs> oh. James talks this about in his book. But here's the key, you know. We need to control ourselves, what we say. We need to think properly. Sometimes... It will just slip out of your mouth that you didn't mean to. But we must be able to learn how to forgive and how to ask for forgiveness. If we had said something about, you know, about somebody, learn how to control our mouth. The word of God says we must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. <laughs> yes. So we must manage our tongues. And lastly, oops, 
we have to make God's word our word. All right? We have to make God's word our word. In other words, begin to put the words of the Bible into your mind. Memorize some verses, right? Write them down on little cards and memorize them. Underline verses in your Bible. Read the Bible every day. Listen to the Bible. Yeah. Feed yourself on the word of God. Then when his word becomes your word, you're going to see miracles take place in your life. Psalms 119 verse 11, it says, I have hidden your word in my heart. That was David. He says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. If we have the word of God leading our life, if that's your everyday food, I tell you that you can overcome any temptation that can come across your way. You can even control your emotions, control how you feel. It's like a heart transplant. <laughs> yeah? We need God to transplant our heart to be filled with his word. We need a remaking <laughs> of ourselves. Notice the connection between your heart and your mouth. What's inside your heart is going to come out of your mouth. Jesus said, it's not what goes in you that makes you unclean, but it's what's come that comes out of you that makes you unclean. My heart is revealed in my words. So some of you might need to say, God, I need a heart transplant. I've got a bitter heart. I've got a worried heart. I've got um, an angry heart. I've got a lonely heart. I've got a prideful heart. I've got an arrogant heart. God, I've had a jealous heart. I've got an envious heart. I've had an impatient heart. God, I need a heart transplant. So only God can do that. Nobody else, not even doctors. The only doctor that can heal you is our Lord Jesus Christ. So when you say that to God, fill me with your spirit. He'll put a new heart inside of you. And when you get a new heart, you'll get new words. And your words direct your life. Yeah. Your words will direct your life if it comes from God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you are an emotional God. We thank you that you gave us the ability to feel, that we are not robots, that we are not unfeeling, uncaring, that we can experience both highs and lows in life. Help us to avoid the extremes of emotionalism. And all that matters is how I feel and the feeling that things aren't important, feelings aren't important at all. Thank you for the book of Psalms that show us that every emotion is understood by you and that you can give us the power to change it or channel it. God, you're our deliverer. You're the rock on which we stand. Nothing is too hard for you. Lord, our life is in your hands. Lord, as we journey through the week, Lord, we pray that if there's things that need changing in our life, I pray, Lord, that we, you will help us Manage those things, Lord. The fears, the things that the devil will try and pull us down. Lord, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that your spirit will just fill us and your spirit will fill us. I lead us, Lord, through this week. And as we help ourselves, as we help those around us, Lord, I pray that your mighty spirit will just flow everywhere we go, Lord. 
transform our lives, Lord. Help us to identify the things that need to be transforming in our own hearts, Lord, that we may be able to help those around us. Lord, we love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, as the music team, I'm going to pray for us. If you need prayer for anything, um, the front will be open and uh, we're happy to, to partner with you and, um, and pray for you. Praise God.
weapon formed against us ever shall remain. Hey.